Welcome to the Foul Original Podcast. This is the first episode of the Hot Take Roundtable, NXT UK TakeOver Blackpool 2019 edition, recorded on the 12th of January 2019. We are joined by Omega Luke from the Omega Luke Wrestling Podcast, Conrad Cushman from the Everything Pro Wrestling Podcast, and Wilfred from the Wilfred Watches Podcast. Big thanks to them for their input and being my first guests. Make sure you check them out and go to FowlOriginal.com for more information about Foul Original Business. Enjoy the show. I can I can hear you through here. Let's try and get you if you just start generally scattered again. <laughs> and let's see hey if everyone. You. How are we doing? How did everyone enjoy NXT Takeover? You're gonna hear they're gonna hear that over and over again, aren't we? Now hopefully. Yes. There we go. <laughs> Bam! We're in. We're in. That that was ridiculous. All right, there we go. So, hello to Omega Luke. <laughs> Welcome. I, to I, was, I was more vacant than Lesnar there. Yeah, yeah. You you were here. We we told we told everyone you were here. You actually were here the whole time, um, <laughs> yeah. but just no one believed you. Um, yeah. So, so yeah, uh, big welcome to Omega Luke. He's, we've been quickly just talking. He let us know, obviously. Give me your little um, your thoughts there again about the Walter situation because that was quite interesting about Walter. Yeah, so I I'm a huge huge fan of Walter, and when the whole Walter being signed to WWE was like sort of announced but teased, we we wasn't like confirmed. I was proper buzzing because this is exactly what I hoped it would be. I, I mentioned it quite a few times on, on my podcast and a different and a, a couple of other podcasts that this Pete Dunne versus Joe Coffey match, the best thing that would happen is Walter coming out at the end, definitely. And I thought, I don't think too much of it because you'll only be let down. We're probably just going to see him in the crowd like we normally would at an NXT takeover. But that ovation when he came out, the music, they kept the same violin music, which I love, by the way. Um, yeah. What an ovation! What an introduction to Volta. Especially if like you didn't know who he was, you'd think, "Who the hell is that guy?" Because he looked ginormous. I, I straight away like I saw that match over running. Hadn't seen Volta the rest of the evening. I'm kind of familiar with him. Like um, I've seen yeah. bits of parts of his matches, but I'm really excited to see like just. You can see what a match that ma- that this final match was Dunn versus Kofi, uh, Kofi Kingston, Kofi, uh, going up against Kofi and like I can't call him Kofi, that's really bad. I'm calling him Joe. So Joe versus <laughs> Dunn, and like it, you could see that that was such a war, and it's like, well, I guess no one else could. And then you see Volta come out, and you're like, oh crap. So there's like a bigger fish out there, and a bigger fish that ha- we haven't even seen yet. Um, yeah. And yeah, I, I'm what I'm going to do is we're going to start from the beginning of the show, and just go through the matches. I've got a few notes here. Um, obviously, it's fresh in both our minds right now. So I will first of all mute myself there. God damn it! Shut up, Phil. This this laptop over here, all my other technology again is breaking. Probably hear me on the back there. Shut up. <laughs> Shut up. I can hear myself, but we can't. 
because I've got my note. There we go. I've got my notes here. So we're going to start on the first match. So first match of the evening at Everything Pro Wrestling. When you're ready, just um, you can pop in. Everything Pro Wrestling is doing a show right now. Um, his review show. So let me just pop up the right images. So image-wise, we have... Um, here we are. Why do I have TLC images in? Oh, I put them all in a folder. Clever foul. All right, so I'm going to take off the Joko if you want, and we'll start from the beginning. So first match of the evening was surprising for the Tag Team Championships. Uh, Mustache yeah. Mountain facing off against Grizzly Young Veterans. I am a massive Zach Gibson mark, like totally, totally yes. am. Um, ever since I saw him in Five Star Wrestling, um, like, and I remember thinking, Five Star Wrestling, the whole show was crap really except for like a few people in the matches who i go oh i've never seen them before and you could see them they were playing up for a wwe contract that was just like can you see us like we're yeah. the best of this bunch <laughs> um and so this uh this tag team match um mustache mountain grizzly young veterans uh give me your thoughts give me your thoughts well, first of all, I was surprised it was the first match on, but as soon as they started, I was so glad that they were the first match on because it was a way of bringing in the intensity and, and giving the crowd um, something to cheer about straight away, having Mustache Mountain being the first people coming out because like, as well as Pete Dunne, they're the most over people in NXT UK. You know, People love Mustache Mountain. So That's right. It's, it's a way to get the crowd cheering and, and loud already. And you just know that, you know, these guys have worked together so many times on the indie scenes um, in NXT. You know, they, they know each other inside and out. So you know that they can produce incredible matches already. So it's so intelligent from NXT UK putting this as the first match um, to really build a crowd. It reminded me of um, NXT Chicago in 2018 when we had only Lorcan and Danny Burch versus oh, Undisputed yes. Era. Like, what a match that was. And it, like, got me so pumped. And, like, I'm not a big fan of tag team wrestling on the main roster because... I watch New Japan, I watch NXT, and yeah. tag team wrestling can be so good. And this was just another example of how good it can be. It was storytelling, you had um, the hot tag, like tease for ages, keeping Trent Seven away, you know. And, and Zach Gibson and James Drake, they're so good at being the like the, the bad guy, the, the heels which no one likes. Yeah. And, and it, is, it was just perfect for a, an opening match, definitely. And, and I, I thought we would have Grizzled Young Vet Oh, Grizzly Young Veterans, you still there? Oh, wait a second. So, Luke is still here, it seems. I think he just popped off there a second. But he was talking about how the Grizzly Young Veterans um, were the perfect heels. Um, really, really good. I, I, uh, I have to totally agree with him there. As I said, big, big fan here of um, the Undisputed Era. Sorry, Undisputed Era. Um, the Undisputed Era only Lorkin match um, that happened at that Chicago takeover. I thought it was fantastic. And this match, um, especially, yeah, was a great way to show off what tag team wrestling can do. Um, it really, truly was. Like, I remember thinking that there was just something about that match, um, this first match. And it just went on for so long as well. That was half an hour. Like, I remember thinking, this match is half an hour. Like, yeah. this is... This is oh there you back. This match being half an hour just insane. Like and and it didn't feel like it dragged. And I have to totally agree with you. It just kicked off the whole evening because um, one of my big criticisms of All In was the first match. I remember yeah. 
I couldn't get into it. MJF that the... Macross. Yeah, it, that's the that's the the thing about you know NXT are well you know like NXT US have done it for so long now they know how to book a takeover because they keep getting it better and better every time. So NXT UK this was like sort of will they copy the same sort of format and and I think they did and they were really intelligent to do it because mm-hmm. it does work like we've just seen in this one. Yeah, it it totally does, and it, it it's the pacing is perfect every single time. I think that's what it is. You don't have time to get bored, and no. everything moves along so fast that because you don't get the time to get bored. Oh, look at this! Class up the images over here. You don't get time to get bored. You, you the match the matches flow better, and everything seems to just work like yeah I, I i felt like i didn't feel like at any point where i was watching it and i was like well i can't wait for the next match because the matches that need to be high pay short matches like mastiff well, we'll talk about it in a second but mastiff versus dennis that match felt a lot longer but it's just because they packed spots in as fast as they could um and this tag team match was an old school tag team wrestling match. You, what I noticed on tonight was the heels were really, really heels, and the faces were really, really faces. There was no yeah, grey. It was just that you hate them or you like them. Um, there was no like oh, you hate them or you like them. There was no like hate so much that you like them or love to hate them. It was you hate them. Zach Gibson people hate Zach Gibson. Uh, yeah. They hate him for that reason. Um, and it's the same with this. Um, I, as I said, I'm a big Zach Gibson mark, so I thought there would be shenanigans, and they really weren't. They kind of won this clean. But yeah. There, there wasn't anything I'd say that was anything other than tag team wrestling tactics. Yeah, just um, just heel tag team. That was that was you know there wasn't any like cheating or anything involved. It was just heel good heel tag team. And yeah, like I I can't wait to see what these guys do as a heel tag team um, through like what I'd love to see. And I don't know like the Worlds Collide stuff that's coming up soon. I'd love to see something like some like a heel tag team from NXT UK just going around rubbing their rubbing it in everyone's faces like we're tag team champions and yeah. just ch- challenging teams. This whole like seeing we'll talk about it in a second, but seeing people from the main roster turn up here, I think that that would work the other way as well. Just like how we had with Mustache Mountain versus um, the Undisputed Era not that long ago. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. It was it was a great match to kick it off. You can't you can't knock it off. I thought it was perfect. Yeah, and a great way to start the night. Um, so after that match, we had let's have a look at my notes and get this right. Um, we had Devlin versus Banks, which is where we had our first surprise of the evening, I guess. So yeah. um, let's just pull that up and and let's take this off. My phone is going crazy. Shut up, phone. And. <laughs> Here we go. So the next one was Devin versus Banks. Now, um, Banks being injured earlier on in the night and being kind of hit a few times um, in like there was a really weird segment actually being beaten up in like uh, a, la- in like a, a like a foyer. <laughs> yeah, being beaten up in the foyer. <laughs> like it's really strange because you can see some security and somebody that must have owned the hotel or just been like okay and he just throws them as well it was just really weird because that's assault he should be in prison by now like that, yeah. that's not like <laughs> that's not be, that's not him being beating people up on the way to the arena or in the back of the arena it was just some kind of hotel on the way in and he's just beating people up I'm oh you've got to love wrestling 
I love I love wrestling logic sometimes. Wrestling logic, especially it's like we haven't got the budget to do this in the arena. We'll do it in the travel lodge down the road, and yeah. they'll love it. They'll love it. Uh, but but yeah. So um, but the build up to this match, Banks didn't even get into the ring, getting like taken out by Devlin on the outside, um, and then something else happened. But do you think that? Banks, do you think we should have seen Banks versus Devlin? Yeah, I was, I felt a bit sorry for Banks in a way because, um, like he has done huge stuff for NXT this year. However, I'm in two minds because the Travis Banks we see in, in NXT, I'm not a huge fan of, but the Travis Banks we see in the likes of Progress is one of my yeah. favorite people in Progress because he's so much better as a heel. And I think he just gets lost as a babyface. So to get him taken out of the match by Jordan Devlin, who I think is incredible and I think is, is going to have a really bright future, yeah. um, and to bring in Finn Balor for the first ever NXT TakeOver, yes, it's a shame because someone who has started this whole thing off um, is missing out in Travis Banks. But we get the huge pop for the crowd, um, you know, a massive shock surprise. It's something that everyone will remember. And the people there, you know, they got to see Finn Balor. And that's pretty special. And, and you know, Finn Balor, he did huge amounts for um, British wrestling. And, and obviously, he trained Jordan Devlin. So it was a nice yeah. moment for those two as well. Um, but yeah, I do feel a little bit sorry for Travis Banks. And I was looking forward to the Travis Banks versus Jordan Devlin match because yeah, so was they I. are two really good wrestlers. Yeah. So I'm a bit ha- half, half and half of it. I'm happy as well as a bit, a bit, um, feel sorry for him, I suppose. Yeah, I mean that that that's kind of where I was going with this, and that's that's great message there, Brian. Brian Walsh, regular for the show, and there was great pacing throughout the show. Every match m- uh, meshed into the whole experience. Um, mar- uh, March of the experience. I totally agree with you. I feel really bad for Tra- uh, Travis Banks there because, like, if if you you're going into this match and it's the first show, there we go, and he got replaced um, by Finn Balor there, and like it's nice to see that math like student versus teacher match happen like yeah you know with inbuilt story and people going well someone needs to go shut them up because i feel like the only um outcome of that match of a banks versus devlin match with devlin would win it because because yeah. he has to but yeah banks is that baby face there it doesn't the motivation was weird it's like uh, you, you've moved from you've moved to the UK. So you, there was a line um, in the build-up because I watched all of NXT UK this uh, this today actually. Um, when Jordan Demley goes, I bet your ma doesn't even know what your voice sounds like anymore. I was thinking that's a really weird thing. That's a weird motivation. <laughs> the whole match was based under a weird motivation of you left your home country to live here, and um, that means you don't like your family, and that means that is why you're heel. No, no, but no, you're yeah. actually babyface. But I don't like that. Even though I'm kind of doing the same thing because I'm living in the UK and I'm going back home, but I didn't understand the motivation there. So this match, though, was diamond in the rough. Um, Finn Balor got to actually, and I said this during the live stream, but I think that Finn Balor jumped at the chance to have a match produced by Vince and Sean, sorry, by Triple H and Sean, then have another Vince-produced match, because a Vince-produced match with Finn Balor is show off your abs for a bit and get beaten by Baron Corbin. Um, yeah, and, the, and then do six sling blades. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and, <laughs> and also attempt to do the coup de grace several times, but then get hit every single time. It's just like there's a formula to Finn Balor's matches on Raw, which is yeah. like, like just 
it's that's really weird formula but this was an actual actual match it looked like both men got in offense there was a there was an ebb and flow to it it felt like two people who had wrestled before together obviously which yeah and sense. we also like he, he even did a bloody sunday and we don't ever see that on, yes. on raw yes so yes. i was i was proper pumped for that i was like Go on, yes, we're actually going to see him do it, and then he, he actually did it, and I couldn't, I couldn't believe my eyes. I thought this is still WWE TV, right? Like we're seeing a bloody Sunday. Well, this is this is something that later on during the evening there was a chant that started going on, which I'll mention um, later on. But yeah, it was like it was seeing a different Finn Balor. It, yeah. it, it truly was, and you look at him and you think, well, why can't? Well, we know why, but why can't he be produced like that? On the main yeah. roster, I, it was I like seeing look... a Devitt instead of a Bala. Yeah, yeah, like and like he even went out there. Like if that was he went out there as face, but if he'd gone out there as heel as well, like I would have totally bought it. I would have totally bought him coming in and going to like to Devlin. I trained you. What are you doing? Who do you think you are? I'm better than you. Maybe built it like that, but instead it was conquering hero walks in and takes him down. Um, and it was a nice, as I said, it was, as you said, actually, nice surprise for all the people in the arena. Definitely they will remember that evening for the rest of their life. Um, yeah. And NXT TakeOver UK now seems like the show that if you go to it, you could see a main roster person just turn up out yeah. of nowhere. Um, yeah, you just don't know what's going to happen. Yeah, and like having that sense of like, you know, anything can happen is lost from the main roster. But in this company, you could have someone turn up for progress. You could just have someone just pop in. Um, yeah. And and I love that. And I love that I can have a main roster member pop in. This show tomorrow, I'm guessing, like on the Sun website and all of that, will get a lot of a lot of hype for this. And that's exactly what they needed to do. Um, and yeah, like it was a good, it was a great match. It was a great match actually. Um, good to see Balor yeah, out right there. Yeah. So um, I'm going to move us on to the next one. Um, next match of the evening was. Um, Actually, let me see. My notes I've put out comes Finn Balor, and they have a competitive match. <laughs> like, I've actually put that in my notes. Um, As like, opposed to when they come out and have a non competitive one. Yeah, like, because I, I remember sitting there going, like, I really hope this isn't a squash match. I really oh, hope. Yeah, because this... at one point it looked like he was going to do the coup de grace for like five yeah. seconds, and I was like, no way. I was like, is he literally going to come in and squash a member of the NXT UK roster and then just move along? Uh, like that yeah, would have I'm been. I'm a big fan of Jordan Devlin, and I was like really against when he faced Dunn, um, just on NXT because obviously I knew he wasn't going to win the title because um, mm-hmm. obviously it was it was pre-recorded show, so we would have heard about it. So I was thinking, no, nah, like he's he's unbeaten already. He's doing so well, like really good heel work. Like I don't want him to lose already. But as it turns out, he actually had like an incredible match, so it wasn't as bad, um, and he still like class is quite strong anyway but yeah, I, oh, yeah just, both it, men come out of that looking like superstars like both men oh, both yeah. men that's the best match so far we've seen on nxt nxt uk tv yeah i, I i'd say that's the best singles match we've definitely seen so far yeah um tag teams they kill it but like yeah like that match because i had no idea who was going to win like because I felt like, and also, I didn't, I didn't resent the fact that Balor won. I didn't feel like he was taking a spot away from someone else because he had a damn fine match. And you're like, yeah. all right, that's fine. That's going to be the one when you get this year, Balor. And like, luckily, you had it in the UK. So yeah, definitely. Yeah. 
Anyway, moving on to the next match. Our next match was one of my favourites because he is a he is a Midlands boy, Mr. Dave Mastiff, who um, he looks like he's lost a lot of weight actually from the taping. So like, <laughs> looking at him, like, <laughs> he's still just, huge though. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he is. But he just looked. He looked okay. I think maybe he was muffin topping a lot less. Like like the yeah. midsection looked like he'd worked it. And then I'm like, oh, that's performance center, isn't it? Um, but yeah, we had Dave Mastiff versus Eddie Dennis in a no DQ match. Um, I, but I like the motivation for this match the whole way through it's that like that they both wanted to be the big guy they wanted to be the strongest yeah. they wanted to be the biggest badass and that was the motivation for this match and everything happening on matches going up to this it has been one of those old school storylines where it's like you see this guy here because like they run away from each other you see this, this guy's you and I'm going to beat him up like I'm going to beat you up at the pay-per-view and there's a point that they did that on NXT UK TV this week um, and I really I, I loved it Mastiff did his um, his into the um, his cannonball into the corner onto this dude from Birmingham uh, I can't remember his name and Dan something and uh, Dan Bala. yeah yes yes it was and like Dan he was like what are you doing I was having a match you got me DQ'd and he was just like this guy Dave Master like this guy is you um, another guy that I've loved since 5 Star Wrestling um, no DQ match uh, what did you think what did you think yeah it was probably the match I was looking forward to the least um, only really because it's two big guys you never know how it's going to go but it did surprise me it was it was quite an entertaining match definitely i think the the no dq is perfect for um the storyline as well um because they're both very intense guys and we've seen like quite a rivalry being built up for a very long time now like six weeks worth of of nxt uk tv so like the the no dq match i think was perfect I didn't expect Dave Masters to win. I thought Eddie Dennis would have picked up the win um, after mm-hmm. he lost in the first match um, against each other. I thought um, they may push Eddie Dennis um, in this in this certain like pay per view event, but yeah. um, I wasn't like disappointed with it by any stretch of the imagination because it was it was entertaining, it was decent. Um, they used the no DQ uh, rule well. Um, yeah, but it was. I I I see what you mean by the um the he lost weight, but it was probably yeah. a good job he did really because any Dennis looked like he struggled at one point. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's exactly what I was. Thinking. I was thinking like trying to remember parts of this match, and I thought all I can remember was the wobbly legs. I thought no, I've got to bring it up. Wobbly legs, yeah. Like I literally put it in my notes. So like Mastiff, I put like uh, Mastiff. So the rate every time. I said this during the match, and like any like Dave Mastis must have. Oh, Brian, thank you very much for joining tonight. And Courtney says hello. Uh, like there was a there was a point during the match, like where you think anybody that has to lift Dave Mastis, so you know there's a certain amount of trust involved in wrestling, and yeah. It's like, you'll go to someone, catch me, and they catch you. You go to someone, like, hold me up on your shoulders, and they hold you up on your shoulders. If you're a little bit of a bigger boy, like me, for example, yeah, like, you're going to say to someone, all right, just remember, I'm pretty fat. Yeah, like, chill. Like, yeah. You're not going to hold me for that long. And there's a point in that match when he goes for the razor's edge. Um, that's the first time you see it. And he goes for the razor's Eddie Dennis goes for the razor's edge on... Um, on Mastiff and takes him out of the corner and he's going for it and you just see him like shaking like see yeah like I am making that corner <laughs> yeah he, he gets like two steps over and then you see him and he just 
kind of smashes him down. And there was a point when I thought he was going to try and do that razor's edge through the table later on during the night. And I remember yeah. thinking, nah, there's no, there's no way. There's no, he can't yeah. even walk. Um, and Dave Mastiff is like surprising every single time anyway. He's an amazing, an amazing like uh, talent out there. Uh, and he doesn't have a neck, which is something I've noticed before. Um, I noticed that <laughs> it's five just star. A ball, isn't it? <laughs> it's just exactly. He's just. He's just like. He's he, he, he's he's an egg of some kind. Yeah. But what I like is that since he's grown the beard out, that covers all of that. So I'm looking at him and I'm like, yo, he just looks. He looks like a, like a, a regular wrestler. Um, and oh, it looks like Conrad is ready to join as well. So I'm just going to pop him in. Una memento. Um, yeah, so I... Uh, let's see, how do I do that? Do I do this? Oh, I think I do. And then do I add like this? I think I think we have Conrad in as well. So it will, it will find him, I'm guessing. It will find him. Anyway, um, I think he's in in a second. Once we see... Once, once Conrad and once we're in, just let us know. Um, but yeah, this match amazing match between these two guys again both look like superstars i was very surprised that mastiff won this but i have a theory that everybody who won this show tonight um who won at this show are people that the wwe wanna really pushes that face of nxt uk for the next few months dave mastiff local boy good guy um like and you can see that he'd work well in a it, it, like he, he's got a lot of um stock right now and i feel like people look at someone like dave mastiff and you're like wow look at someone like eddie dennis and you're like he looks quite samey like yeah um i just wish like i think the thing with eddie dennis i think he's really good in the ring and everything and he 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 looks strong and everything like that but I don't like the the shorts and I don't like his music and that's two things that really put me off like wrestlers if they've got a bad entrance I'm like ah he's he's all right but I just don't like that entrance music <laughs> like he's coming out um as a face in progress with that music still and I think that just doesn't mm. work it's it's too like it's sort of it, it it works for a heel um as much as I don't like it but like the shorts I'm like can you not wear like something a bit <laughs> Like more wrestlery, like I, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, he, 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 so, no, no, but you're right. You're right. He, he like he, he, he doesn't look like a wrestler. Like no, I was looking at him. At he, 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 he looks like I don't know what he looks like. I don't know what he is like. I don't know what he looks like. He just, he just has this certain look to him as potentially yeah. like. Oh, is that Conrad? Are you in now? I think we're trying to. Yes, yeah, sir. I'm just there being quiet. I know you guys are talking. No, 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 I want to, want to bring you into this, comment. So um, this is Conrad um, from EPW, Everything Pro Wrestling, from this one, this logo down here. Um, and yeah, we're just talking about, <laughs> just talking about Mastiff losing weight and Eddie Dennis not looking like a wrestler. But um, <laughs> uh, do you want to, um, so you've just done your review now. Um, we'll be linking you in the show there later on. Um, Everything Pro Wrestling was very, Conrad is very generous to have me on his round table the other evening. So, um, what I wanted to ask you was, you've seen this match, what did you think of, actually very, very quickly, because we've talked about this, give us your, your thoughts on the, um, the tag team match and Devlin versus Banks, so we can hear what you had to think about that. Um, first and foremost, hold on, I gotta go to my notes here, because I wrote, I write down all this stuff, because I'll forget. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah, yeah. So, first, the tag match, um... 
I don't know if I said this last time or if you guys have seen any of my reviews. Uh, Omega Luke, first of all, first off, let me just say this. Uh, check out his content. I see you all day long on the hashtag wrestling community. I thought we were following each other already, but maybe I'm mistaken. But I have seen oh, your stuff same, yeah. like, everywhere. I've Ooh. seen you a lot. So I, so I know I'm familiar with your work. So I appreciate it. Thank you. Yes, sir. And the NXT UK tag team titles, I think, number one, are beautiful. Those are, like, some of my most favorite belts oh. in the company. I love the look Gold. of them. They're old school. I was actually there when they got revealed, because it was in my hometown of Plymouth um, the night they got revealed. So I was there live. It was oh, they, were, they were gorgeous. Yeah. Dude, well, I just want main roster belts to look like that. But I'm digressing oh. again yeah. with that. This match was away. awesome. I, I love Mustache Mountain paying tribute to the British Bulldogs with their tag team gear. I don't know if that was mentioned, but yeah. so sweet. Um, I even love the spot with the British Bulldog Slam and the Dynamite Kid headbutt. Oh, uh, that was beautiful spot. Yeah. yeah, a little scary to see the headbutt in there with what we know about concussions and everything else today. But at the same time, still pretty cool. Um, where were we? So... That it was a, it was a good match, dude. There was so much stuff happening in it. I was shocked though that the uh, grizzled young veterans picked up the victory. Um, yeah. I like Zach Gibson and James Drake. I don't know too much about James Drake, but when I saw Zach Gibson from the last UK tournament, he seems like an excellent wrestler. He knows how to get heel heat. Um, I thought it was a really good match. Um, now, Fal, when you do this stuff, do you give things like ratings? Are you a star ratings kind of guy? Or how yeah, you- so. So, so I, I'm going to I was going to do it at the end and do it like get get your general ones. But what I tend to do okay, is see, go out of five, out of five. I'm a melt. I'm a okay. melt mark. Out of five. I am very <laughs> see. I'm totally opposite. I always do it by like letter grades, kind of school style. Okay. And I thought that was an A minus match. I thought it was really good. Like. I definitely thumbs up that one. Um, the Travis Bank, Jordan Devlin. Normally, I don't like when they do those bait and switches in those types of matches. But yeah. when you get Finn Balor put in there instead, that was a nice surprise for that crowd. And I th- I know I popped as soon as I heard Finn's music. I was like, that is freaking sweet. Um, good to see the student versus teacher match. Coup de gras. Real fun to see that match. Big win there. Yep. And then we're on the match that you guys were talking about now. Yeah, so we're on Mastiff uh, Dennis. Ah, uh, dude. <laughs> this is a <laughs> tough match for me to discuss and talk about. Only because Eddie Dennis... So going into this, if you listen to my preview, which is on uh, my podcast on anchor.fm slash EPW, when you go into this, nice. Eddie Dennis is one of those guys that... Uh, I don't know, man. Like... <laughs> It's so hard. I don't. There's something about. <laughs> well, this is just what we were saying. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's just yeah, obviously yeah, what we were saying. Like, exactly what is it? What, we were saying. what is it about Eddie Dennis? Tell me. What is it do about you, Eddie Dennis, Conrad? Do you, Conrad, you know do you, my problem do you is? think it's the shorts? <laughs> to me, <laughs> Perhaps, it's the shorts. You, you know what though? I think it's the body type too. It's weird to see a big guy who's lanky. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Like yeah, he's big, yeah. but I'm like, well, he's not going to beat me up, so. I don't know. Maybe it's that. I can't really decide. But with Eddie Dennis, he was hyped up in those video packages, and I don't see the hype. I don't believe it. Is that is yes. that the fair thing to say? I don't want to be I, mean I about it. I absolutely uh, – shout out to Wilfred Watches, too. I see him in the chat. Uh, he's another well, guy. I think, I, I think he wants to get involved. I think he wants to get involved. Let me let me, let me add to the conversation. You guys keep going. Sorry, Conrad. You, you keep going. No, no, that's fine. I would love to uh, finally have Wilfred on, and we could actually uh, – talk oh, but, I didn't uh, into the chat. 
Eddie, Eddie, you know what though? Now, do you guys like Dave Massif? Because I'm a huge fan of his. I really you like him, him, and he reminds me of Earthquake with his entrance. And I think that's so cool to have people with different body types who can do different things. Yeah, and I'm a fan of him being in there. Maybe it's because I'm a little, I'm a big guy myself, but I like mm-hmm. Dave Massif. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a big fan of Dave Massif. I think big, he's got something good. And um, I, that earthquake thing, I like what you said, because they, they do, didn't they? They bring in the camera so it's looking up at him to make him look even bigger than what he okay. actually is. But you get the little constant. I love it. I absolutely love it. It's such a cheesy thing, but it just makes it so fun. Like, you see it come out, and it, it looks like it reminds me of, like, Star Trek. And, you know, like, when everyone's, like, shaking on the bridge. And it's like, that's what they're doing. That's that's when you do shaky cam. That's the only time you should do shaky cam. And I think that it's great. Yeah. Um, and, like, I wonder who came up with that idea. I wonder who actually who actually okayed that and said like who was it was it trips was it was it Sean? was it was it him um oh so we have actually omega luke here so, sorry omega luke's already here we have wolf of watches here so i'm gonna add him into the call is he already in i feel like he's already in. i see him in there oh you're in there let me pop your logo up on the screen so um hello there wolf hello hello How are you doing? Hello. Um, so I'm just going to pop your logo. Here. Am I live in London? Am I live in London, guys? Can you hear me? Here you are. I can hear you. Lukey, baby. Lukey. <laughs> uh, the bromance continues. I, uh, I'm, I'm happy to have this here. The intercontinental bromance is great. Um, let me just uh, pop this over. So, yeah, Wilfred, you've. Um, I am. With- I'm trying to revive the. Uh, you know, because America was founded on. Uh, a bunch of crazy Brits who left the island. Uh, and I'm left trying... my hometown to Plymouth. Exactly. Oh, yes. I am trying to revive that. Uh, build a bridge, not walls. Uh, mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, thanks for having me on, bro. Totally welcome. Again, something I've been trying to get stuff sorted out with as well, Wilfred Watches. Um, just like all of us are like ships on the, in, in the night. Like we're constantly doing stuff around each other. So it's uh, it's hard to get them all in one place at the same time. But this is awesome. This is awesome. And I will like to do this on a more regular basis. Um, so let me put, let me put Wilfred's logo upon the, on the side here. And then let's Please get you. Your... Make it real big. Like 800 <laughs> it... by 800. <laughs> like, do you want it to look something, <laughs> do you want it to look something like this? I mean, I mean, I feel like you'd be taking over, but I mean, I can, I can give you this. It's, I can give you that really briefly. Over. So like, you know, like something like that. But I mean, that's a little bit much really, isn't it? <laughs> I, I'm happy with what I do. I'm happy to be here. I'm happy to be nominated. Uh, thank you. <laughs> uh, thank you. I love sycophantic guests. It's fantastic. Uh, I, I, uh, so, so what, what do you give us your? So you've caught some of the show. Um, you haven't seen the Tony Storm match. So right. very briefly, what did you think of the tag team match and Devlin Banks? And then we'll all be at the same point. Yeah, sure. Well, thank you for letting me in, of course. Um, the Oh, yeah, now I see the logo. That's beautiful. <laughs> Don't you worry, know, you the, keep talking. The tag, match, the tag match was was mental. It was just what I thought it was going to be. I was surprised at the ring gear, Mustache Mountain. That kind of threw me for a loop because typically we see Tyler Bate in his tidy whities um, <laughs> and Trent Seven's little dad bod showing. Uh, hashtag dad bod. 
Um, but uh, we got the the British Bulldogs influenced gear, which I'm sure you guys have already touched on, and some British Bulldogs uh, maneuvers. So I was super psyched to see some of that action happening. Um, very fun match. Uh, Gibson sucks, um, but uh, 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 but I'm not surprised that they gave him the titles. They are a good tag team. They're just not number one. They're not even Liverpool's number one. Um, I, I know that Travis Banks was carrying a bit of an injury. Um, mm-hmm. So I'm not super surprised with the action that happened. Um, but I was shocked to see Baller come out. And that crazy crazy response even devlin was putting his hands over his ears saying holy crap um so that was really fun um yeah and that's about when i kind of stopped uh, i was interviewing a lovely guest uh, his name is jonathan snowden senior writer for bleacher report um oh. and author of ken shamrock book he is um we just had an interview during the show so i missed the next two matches i i uh, please forgive me I think we're going to have to forgive you, but you know that's that that's really so you so we're in Mastiff. Um, so I'm just sorry, I'm just messing about with logos. This will look good for now, just for the brief second. Come All on, I see is my logo, and I'm happy. Thank you. We're good. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, there's more to there's more to it than just this. We have got other people on the line. I wanted to um, let, let's move to the next match. So we've got we've got Ree Ripley versus Tony Storm. So. I'm going to go to um, everything pro wrestling first, and let's hear what you have to think about Tony Storm, uh, Rhea Ripley, and what do you think? What do you think? Um, I thought both women. First note I have in my notes was that both women are in amazing shape for this match. I'm not trying to be the creepy dude who's like, "Oh, they're hot" and all that stuff, but no, both they women are in amazing shape. They are. I, they, are. they are. But I'm, I'm just, there's some dudes who take it too far, and it's like creepy. Yeah. You, know, you see it sometimes even in your own chat. You're like, all right, bro, chill out. <laughs> but <laughs> yeah. I thought that they, they were in amazing shape for uh, the contest they were in. Uh, the story of Tony Storm's back, I really felt like she hurt her back in that first match. I don't know if you guys have been watching the weekly shows when they showed yeah. the back body drop on the apron. I really thought she was hurt because that match ended really fast. And I was like, that's it this week. That was all mm. that match was going to be, and yeah. she took the L. So that was a good storytelling opportunity that they took advantage of throughout the match. And I saw a lot of cool moves. The reverse cloverleaf was awesome in it. Um, a lot of back and forth. Some mat- some parts of the match looked awkward to me. Um, you you know when they're trying to like set up spots and they're doing a little too much? That happened here, but they made up for it. And if they missed, they didn't sell it. So I like that. And, um, yeah, really good match in my opinion. I won't ruin the finish unless someone else wants to talk about it. So, yeah. Yeah, we'll well, I, I sort of end. agree with you um, in, in ways where like, I feel like some of the spots that they planned just didn't work with the crowd. Um, and because we had like such a loud crowd throughout the first few matches and like obviously the Finn Balor coming out and, and the, the tag match being absolutely insane, people were mm-hmm. expecting to hear like a really loud crowd throughout the rest of the show. Um, so when like a few spots weren't really working in the women's match, I sort of noticed it as well. Not that it was bad match whatsoever. I, I just think maybe the crowd didn't uh, get into it as much as what the, the two wrestlers hoped. But I did really enjoy this match. I sort of thought that we would have a Tony Storm um, win. And yeah. I was I was happy either way because I love both of these wrestlers. I, I tweeted out during it, like these two are like one of, like maybe the, in the top 10 
best wrestlers, women's wrestlers in the world, and they're like both under 25 years old. It's just absolutely disgusting, really, how good when, they are. When I heard how old, because I, because you look at Rhea Ripley, and she 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 looks slightly older than she is. So yeah. in my mind, I was like, oh well, <laughs> I was like, well, you know, she's so much older than Tony, but she's not. She's really not. She's so she she's 24. 22 she's 22 yeah. god damn it storm's 24. 24 like oh so but like you just look at them and the talent and like again like the mini mckenzie's of the world people who like women who are so young now um i like zia brookside because i saw her during the nxt weekly shows um the uk shows and you just think that there's such a wealth of talent there of young female wrestlers um yeah male wrestlers it seems as if that i haven't really seen that new generation of younger male wrestlers but i'm definitely seeing it with female wrestlers like it's almost like there was like a whole like cache of these women that couldn't really wrestle anywhere and then they all learned how to wrestle and they've just taken the scene by storm um hello again Brian. i genuinely and- think that it's um the same sort of effect uh obviously you're from england so you, you'll know what i mean but you know when yeah. germany lost to england 5-1 and then the next generation of germans were incredibly good at football yeah i feel like it's the same thing whereas when we when because i'm roughly the same age as as tony storm and that sort of generation of incredible women maybe they're a little bit younger than me but when mm. we were when i was growing up we you had lita trish stratus you had this incredible um sort of era of women's wrestling but there was only about four or five really good wrestlers and i feel yeah. like now we're getting so many amazing 18 to 25 year old women's wrestlers because they grew up during a generation of trish stratus and of lita who were putting in the the best women's matches around in the world and i think that maybe has the knock-on effect of why we have some incredible women's wrestlers at that age right now I mean, there's a um, there was a tweet that I saw earlier on um, today about Eva Marie potentially coming back for 2019. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and oh, I was <laughs> no, no, it's fine. I was going to feature. I was going to feature that on my weekly wrestling recap tomorrow in my rumor mill. And I remember thinking, like, you, you look that there were, as you just said, there were really, really strong female like. Um, wrestlers out there, strong female role models. And you look at the leaders, you look at the Trishes, you look at the Mickey Jameses, you look at the um the Molly Hollies of the world, yeah, the workhorse wrestlers who were also attractive. Some not conventionally, but you know, that did stuff. We're looking at jazz sometimes. But yeah. What I'm saying is that you also had there would have been a, a similar generation of girls that looked up to the Stacy Keeblers of the world, the Kelly Kellys of the world, and that's Eva Marie. Like it's just like yeah. you look at like you look at I want to be famous because I want to be that person. I don't want to be famous for the wrestling side of it. And yeah, women's wrestling is red hot in the UK at the moment. And it, it, for me, I, I watch sometimes. I watch some. Oh, I haven't even changed the graphic. I watch some of those people, and I think how did they get into wrestling because wrestling was a means to an end but then you see people like Bianca Belair now which came who came from different sports or the Shayna Baszler of the world and they're killing it because wrestling is no longer really a dirty word like they'd rather be a wrestler first and an entertainer second than an entertainer first and a rest like oh they were a wrestler at some point because even Marie still still sits on that I was a wrestler at one point I hate wrestling but I was a wrestler you know that's how I was famous you know you know, if I could jump in real quick, and, and I'm really glad to share the uh, platform with uh, EPW. Thanks, guys. Uh, you guys have retweeted a few times, so I appreciate it. Um, mm-hmm. 
You know what's a dirty word, and I don't want to turn change the conversation too far, but you mentioned Shayna Blazer, and uh, you know UFC and mixed martial arts isn't necessarily a clean kind of you know thing to talk about with uh, drug suspensions and moving a, a show the week before they you know have a show happening from Vegas mm-hmm. to L.A. Um, so yeah, wrestling is a little at times more pure and still has an innocence about it. And and I agree with you guys that it's not a dirty word anymore. I think that's a really good point to make. Hmm. No, no, like, yeah. that's, that's totally a topic. Sorry. Go on. No, I wanted to add something to that too. Um, I fully agree with that. I think that pro wrestling will always evolve from the times of where it's been. I've been a wrestling fan since before my brain could even work. Um, I don't even know. I've watched it my entire life. Like, that's crazy, dude. I can remember bringing wrestlers into preschool, and that's how long I've watched this. And I think women are finally evolving because when I during the Attitude Era, I remember girls watched wrestling. And then it kind of fell off for a little bit, but now these girls are grown-ups and they're like yo i could be a wrestler i remember trish and how they did it she was really good like trish was one of the first people to really improve herself to the next level that you were like oh she used to be the hot chick we thought that would take her clothes off and she can actually do work in the ring she's actually athletic and i think that's where a lot of it transcended and began with the leaders the trish the molly hollies jacqueline even sherry martell uh alundra blaze really talented people and I also want to give props to Rhea Ripley before we uh, get into this. I have her down as one of the most improved wrestlers in the past year. Yeah, she is so good. Yeah, I, I have to agree. Like, I mean, I, I've seen, I've been watching the Mae Young Classics to kind of get more of a feel for women's wrestling around the world. Um, and this year's Mae Young Classic tournament, I was impressed by every single woman in that tournament. Um, to the point where it was it was strange to see really great matches that were exclusively women's matches where I would always kind of put it to, oh, that's a, I, something I said tonight, that wasn't a good women's match. That was a good match. Match, yeah. Like, it's it's strange. It's taken me almost a year to get to the point where both both genders are now on equal footing. So it's not like, oh, that was a, that was a bad women's match. Oh, it's just because they're women, they couldn't do it. It's No, that was a bad match. That was a bad match. Doesn't mean doesn't the couple of women involved and men involved. I'm sorry, jump in. I heard, I heard someone jumping in there. You can jump in if you want. Don't worry about it. I'll jump in anyway. Um, what 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 I like about what we have right now is um like the depth of women's wrestling as well. So we've got some incredible talent on the main roster. Like there's so many to name that the the likes of ember moon's not even getting used properly that's how bad it is then you've got like nxt us when you've got a lot of very good talented wrestlers and um some coming up through the the women's division as well and then we have the uk division which is arguably better than the us division with the likes of tony storm rhea ripley Ginny, um all these huge names we just had two announced today kaylee ray and and the other one i can't remember what the other one was called yeah uh, yeah gilbert that's it. And then we have like you go on the indie scene and you well, you have Millie McKenzie who sort of floats between both and she's like an absolute badass. And then you go yeah. on like the indie scene and you have people like Bea Priestley and Session Moth Martina, uh, people who go from like British indies to Japan, um, to like stardom. Um obviously Wilfred, you're a lot more clued up than I am because I've only Jamie Hader. Yeah, Jamie Hader right Hayter. now. Um, Very young. Yeah, from your point yeah, actually from your point of view, so Wilfred, I mean Stardom-wise, I mean, would you think that 
Do you think that at the moment, we'll, we'll just very briefly touch upon this, do you think at the moment that the WWE is the best place for women's wrestlers to go? Well, very, it's very, very subjective what, what best means. I mean, as far as exposure and reach to a global um, you know, audience, absolutely. Um, and as we saw tonight um, and in NXT more regularly, the match quality is definitely very, very high. Um, uh, yeah, it's definitely a place to strive to be. There's no doubt about it. Um, WWE's... Really excelling, especially with evolution that took place this year. That's a huge step in the right direction of breaking down those gender roles of of the, which one is dominant. And, and it's not as dominant anymore. Becky Lynch is the man. And that's yeah. a huge, huge signal in, I think, yeah. the right direction. Maybe it's a little slow, I would say, but it's still going in the right way, at least. And I really hope as well that we pounce on one Becky Lynch's um, sort of popularity right now and, and Ronda Rousey and like her newish sort of phase that we're in still and actually have a women's main main event at WrestleMania and actually have it as the last match and have it as Becky Lynch versus Ronda Rousey, however we get to it, because people want to see it. I'd much rather see it than Brock Lesnar versus anyone. So why not go for it? Women's wrestling's hot right now. Let's do it. Yeah. Yeah, totally agree. EPW, um, just for moving on to the next one. So, yeah, actually, same question to you. Do you think that from what you're watching at the moment, do you think that WWE is the best place for women to go, or do you think that they could do better elsewhere? Um, this is this is a tough one for me to answer. Very, very brief, because we can touch upon this on a later date, but I just just putting this match into perspective. I'm not... I think that women's wrestling is very hot in WWE, but here's the problem that you're, you could run into. I think one of the best women's wrestlers on WWE's roster is Sasha Banks. And I'm just going to pose it because everyone else said good things about it, but think of where Sasha Banks and Bayley are right now. And I think that they should be in much better spots than they are. Like, I feel like they lost their mojo and WWE is the reason for that. Sasha Banks loses the women's title anytime she defends it on Monday Night Raw. That's disappointing. Bailey has been involved in so many stupid segments that you had someone who could have been the John Cena of your women's division, and you screwed it up. And I don't understand, and maybe I'm being too marky and I love NXT, but I don't understand how these things are not being translated from NXT to the main roster. Because they're not communicating. They're not communicating. Yeah. yeah, there, there is no success story that has went from both ways unless it's someone that they've wanted to have success for, i.e. Roman Reigns, i.e. Charlotte. Um, and we could keep going on with the names of who they want to push, but these other people deserve chances to uh, get put over. And I think you got to go with the hot hand in pro wrestling, and that's just my little miniature rant on that. I don't no, think no, I don't think fine. you're wrong. In- and being marky at all, I think it's a valid concern because when when NXT is not talking to WWE in terms of transitioning a star, that is a problem. So I think your point's valid. I, I think you're Thank totally you. right there, Conrad. Because because that that is there is a, there is this weird kind of disconnect where someone's amazingly over in NXT and then they flounder on the roster. I think I think personally part of that. As, um, I think Wolfie said miscommunication. I think part of it also is a kind of like Vince. It's it's a Vince pride thing. I don't yeah, care 100%. what you did down there. Like you're here with me now, 
and I say that you are going to dance as a dinosaur. I don't care. You are now the Funkasaurus. This is life here. I don't care yeah. if you were doing this down there because now that you're here, Finn Balor, you're no longer the demon. I don't care, baby, that you were done. Because one of the biggest ones that I saw was Tyler Breeze. And Tyler Breeze, I remember seeing the gimmick oh of him walking around doing the selfie thing. And I was like, oh, my God, that's going to get massively over. He's walking around with a goddamn selfie stick. He's on the screen as well. I've never seen this before. And he turns up on Raw, and then he just gets jobbed out. Because Vince goes, I don't understand <laughs> phones. What are phones? People don't have phones anymore. And it's like, I could just see it in his mind and going, yeah, but no one's going to watch that. Anyway, I have just noticed as well, Vince McMahon tweeted out saying, yes, I watched NXT UK TakeOver. Yes. I saw that. Well, that is going to take us to our next note, actually, in the main event, um, which our main event was Pete Dunn, because I did want to ask you guys about this. So we had Pete Dunn versus Joe Kofi for the WWE United Kingdom Championship. Now, what, um, what Luke was just referring to there, Mega Luke, was... A chant that we got during the show, and I put this in my notes, which is about 20 minutes into this match, we had a chant which is, are you watching, are you watching, are you watching, Vince McMahon, and um, it was a chant that kept going, and it was that whole ECW change, the channel, and as the match was continuing, you can see people are like, okay, this is what we want, Vince, now... Um, the tweet going out from him. I was going to ask you guys what you thought about that, naturally. Do you think that Vince was watching if he was actually paying attention and if he'll start rolling any of those changes into his main product? I really hope he actually was watching and, and he's not he's not just been told to write that because, you know, Vince McMahon is a very busy man. We all know that. And by the looks of it, he never really watches NXT because else he would know the talent that he's putting on main event every week instead of the actual Raw show. You know, mm-hmm. like Ty Dillinger, Zack Ryder, and all those people who've done incredible things before in the company are now just, like, gone in the wasteland. So, to me, I don't think he's ever really watched NXT. So, I really hope he actually did watch this because if he did, then he knows how great the UK brand is and how amazing nxt is so let's hope he actually did watch it and not just get told to write the tweet yeah well, let's let's take that to you then wilfred same question do you think Vince McMahon was watching tonight yeah i'm sure he watched uh bits um vince mcmahon's a guy who's literally seen it all i don't know if he's keeping up to pace with all the evolving types of wrestling and styles there are but i'm pretty sure he's seen it all i'm pretty sure he got a nudge to say something online um yeah i'm sure he watched a bit that doesn't mean anything's going to come from it personally (laughs) all right and uh, yeah conrad same question do you think vince was watching do you think he's going to roll any of these changes in I think Vince is watching, but at the same time, I still think that there's this, um, what's the word I'm looking for here? There's kind of like this veil still pulled over their eyes that we're not doing anything wrong. And maybe if we say we're going to change, but we kind of still do what we want to do. Nothing's going to happen. Uh, I have not felt any changes that they have done. Now, did Vince tweet that? 
I absolutely don't think he tweeted that. I think that I, was Vince, that, yeah. I think Vince was watching, but Vince did not do that tweet. Same thing with the Undertaker today. I saw this massive like craze that Undertaker's on Twitter. Undertaker's not running that Twitter. It's either Michelle McCool or his agent or somebody. That's don't not don't the don't don't kill Santa for me, Conrad. Please don't kill Santa for me. That was the Undertaker. That was blatantly the Undertaker. We'll come to that after. I was going to actually talk about that. Um, but yeah, yeah, no, Undertaker's running that. Obviously, he is. No one else is. Michelle McCool just runs his Instagram. I, I am just not feeling, and I know Wilfred is a big, like, New Japan guy. I just don't believe in this change yet with Vince McMahon. And I don't want to do this, but I have to go on the AEW rant real quick. That's yeah. why I want AEW to succeed. That's why I want New Japan, Ring of Honor, hell, even Impact, uh, PWG. I want all those companies to succeed so that Vince has from breathing down his neck. Because competition will make him better. I think he has sat on his ass for too long. Like, I'm sorry. He sat on his ass for too long since WCW and ECW were gone. And now he's just like, meh, well, we're the number one company. We'll do what we want. Like, who? why? Why change? Do you know what I mean? If you're the, if you're the only person making YouTube videos or having a wrestling podcast, what's, what's going to make you better? Yeah, like you guys motivate me. Completely agree. Think. That's why I tune into your stuff, and I'm like, let me see what he's doing. Oh, okay, that's pretty neat. I wonder if I can incorporate exactly. that or work with him on that. You know? Exactly, exactly. And you can only learn from other mistakes that other companies have done. I mean, Vince has that kind of, and as Luke said, he has that, um, he has that benefit of having seen everything. And sorry, Wolf should say, I've having seen everything yet. Like nothing's going to shock him. He's not going to. I mean. Like the whole Priscilla Kelly thing, you probably went well. That's what the that's what that's what Mooley used to do. Like I could see him saying something like that. Mooley used to do that legit as a shoot. Like, but allegedly, allegedly. But like I, I can see him just saying, "I don't care." <laughs> Got it. Just allegedly. I can see. I could see him not caring, but and not being as moved as things as we are. But um, I'm going to very quickly because I wanted to wrap up all of this. But. Um, of the match, of the actual match, um, Dunn versus Kofi, um, do you think that this is winning match of the night? I don't think it would be. I think the tag match would be match of the night. Um, there was parts of it, I, I, they did get a long time to have their match, and I feel like there was parts of it where it could have been cut out and it would have made it a better match. Um, also, we had like two, what seemed to be botches from Joe coffee doing the exact same move and they tried doing it again two minutes later and both times he fell off the the top top rope um that didn't look like it was supposed to happen both times so um i don't i wouldn't say it was match of the night um as much as i love the pete dunn uh submission finish that he's been doing recently i feel like it can only really be done when it's a really high intensity match and i feel that this match didn't get to that high intensity finish for that to be as effective as what it could be i don't know about you guys no again like let's move to because this is this is something pete dunn is going to be the face of this organization for some time and i mean if you can't get behind the face of that organization how can you get behind the organization as a whole um that's your standard barrier so um so yeah i mean i want to ask uh, conrad here conrad what, what do you think about pete dunn then generally you know do, do you feel like he's going to be able to lead this company do you, do you think that he's he's legit should have been given the title for so long 
I think that Pete Dunne is um, head and shoulders better than a lot of the UK talent. I think that he's worked with them so much, though, that he's like, all right, well, I got to be the guy to put them on and basically show them the right way to do things. Pete Dunne fits in with the NXT style already. He's had amazing matches with guys in NXT. That's not my worry at all. Pete Dunne, I'm not worried about Tyler Bate, Trent Seven. I call him the Big Four and Wolfgang. I'm not worried about those guys. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like that they're all ready to go. It's everyone else that's within there. And I think Jordan Devlin has stepped it up, and he's really good. Uh, Dave Mastiff and even the women. But some of the other guys that pop up on the show um, – I'm trying to think of some of their names right now. Travis uh, Banks. You know what? I love Travis Banks, though. I think mm-hmm. he's another one who could be ready, but I think the injuries are holding him back right now. But I'm referring mm-hmm. to, um, like, what's his name? Ashton. Um, I can't even oh, think Ashton of their name. Yeah, all I'm those Ashton guys Smith. who are showing up on the show, they're kind mm-hmm. of just there. Like, just I'm not no invested in their matches. Yeah, and I want them to develop those characters and for people to get into that more. Um, but I absolutely love Pete Dunne, and I thought this was a really good match. I actually, at first, I did not like the Gallus stable because I felt like Wolfgang is being pushed backwards for whatever reason. And mm-hmm. I have grown to like this stable. I like their theme, and I like the attitude that they bring when they come out. Just me. Yeah, no, that's fine. Um, and... Uh... Yeah, Wilfred, so, like, you've watched that main event now, so I, I want to ask you this question, because I feel like this will probably be best. Do you think that was a strong style match, or was that just a British strong style match? It was a, a very kind of a, a new school British strong style match in the in the terms that it it was very hard hitting. It was a little sloppy and exhausted towards the end but that actually kind of added to the story in certain parts of it some of it was a little dangerous looking some of it where they were like laying on each other on the ropes was really dramatic and amazing um so there was good and bad in it i think and i think epw made a conrad made a really good point about how these guys are ready I mean, they've been doing this in progress and other Riptide and other organizations in the UK for some time now, OTT in Ireland. And um, so they're ready made. And I think you make a fantastic point that we need to see over the next year or over the next four, you know, takeovers or however many they do, that they need to develop their own characters or enhance them and on the point of pete dunn carrying the brand i think that Mm. that's a that's totally fine uh walter's gonna carry the brand and then if any of them muck it up you have tyler Bate, who's like an infant and he's gonna be just fine so i think they have a lot of interchangeable parts and travis banks should be in that discussion if he can stay healthier for a while Okay, well, that will take us to our final point of the evening. So match ended, really good match. Um, and then we had Volta at the top and Volta is here. Volta is now in NXT UK and it looks like he's challenging for the title. What do we all think? Honestly, I was so, so happy because I wanted this to happen since we first, since I went on Wilfred's um, live stream right after... 
uh, Walter got like rumored to sign for WWE, we hopped straight onto live stream. We spoke about it. This is exactly what I was saying. I wanted to happen him to turn up at the takeover challenge Pete Dunne. And when it looked like we had the watermark come up at the end, which normally means the end of the show, my heart sort of sunk thinking we didn't even get to see him in the crowd. What's going on? And then that music hit the violin and I popped so loud. I'll scream my head off because I was so excited. He came out. He just looked impressive. He looked absolutely huge. They kept the same music, which was a massive deal to me. Um, I love the fact they kept the same music. They kept the same ring general gimmick. That meant a lot. Um, They just, that's the good thing about NXT now. They're not changing a Fergal Devitt to a Finn Balor anymore. They're keeping Walter as Walter because that's what's got him to the point where he's so good. He needs to be in WWE to continue to grow. So when he came out exactly how we know and love him, I pop massively and I'm so excited to see what happens. And all I can think of is how great would it see to see Walter playing the violin on that UK title belt? That's all I'm going to say. Yep. Okay. Same uh, same question there for uh, let's go to Conrad again. Actually, first, um, repeat your question because I had a different thought running through my mind that I want to speak on to. Oh, okay. Actually, yeah. Let's get let's actually. You know what? Screw it. Doesn't matter. This is a this is a fluid show. We're a fluid show. Go for it. What would you point? All right. When I saw Walter, now I'm I just became familiar with his work due to uh, someone in my uh, Facebook group rep- recommending him to me. And uh, it was actually my brother-in-law. And he said, you got to check this guy out. He's really good. And I started watching this match with, like, PCO. And I'm like, oh, man, this Walter guy's pretty good. I'm surprised he's not signed. And then you hear all the rumors of everything going on. And on my preview, I talked about why I thought Pete Dunne should win this match and how you have to have the right person take the belt off of him at this point. He's been champ for over 600 days. Yeah. I feel he's doing something that's very special. And was Joe Kofi the guy to do it? I don't think so, in my opinion. No offense to him. He's a great wrestler, and I'm very impressed with what he's doing, but he wasn't the guy. Now, when Walter came out instantly in my head, I said, that's someone who could take the belt off of him and carry this brand. And I don't know how NXT UK and the regular NXT brand are going to operate, because I think once Pete Dunne loses that, he maybe does his farewell. He either goes to NXT in America or it's time for him to go to the main roster. Hence why I think Vince is watching this as well. He's going to start picking off guys faster than we think and getting rid of some others. Or, well, actually, you know what? No, he's going to hold on to the talent and bury them probably so that they don't go to <laughs> AEW. Let me be honest with myself here. I just thought about that. Yeah. But it's a, it's a true point that Walter is probably the only guy in that brand who I think can beat Pete Dunne besides Jordan Devlin at this point. If you, and you have to tell the redemption story with Jordan Devlin if you do that. I'm so yeah. glad you said that because that was yeah. sort of like why I wanted Walter to come in and challenge for that belt. Because Joe Coffey, yeah, he's really good. But like you just mentioned then, he's not the type of person to take the belt off Dunne. He hasn't been built up like that that well yet we've only sort of seen him across the tv for eight weeks now on nxt uk so in everyone's heads we've seen pete dunn for two and a bit years probably around about that so he's not going to beat pete dunn in our heads and if he did it would be the biggest shock ever whereas like you said volta comes out you don't have to know who volta is to see that guy come out look so empowering the way he stands and, and everything and stood like looking down on Pete Dunn like that to think oh my god that guy could beat Pete Dunn like he he just without even seeing him wrestle he looks you look like he could beat Pete Dunn 
Yeah, um, Wolfred, yeah, give us give us your Walter thoughts, mm-hmm. because that's exactly what I was thinking. Yo, he's the guy to do it. He's the guy to do it. So, Coffee was never going to win, um, but it was a really good sign to see them go 30-plus minutes. That hopefully is a sign that NXT UK is going to really let the matches develop and have some length and story be told in the ring. Um, so hopefully that's portrayed like that in the future, and this isn't just a one-off 30-plus minute match, but it was fantastic. Um it, Coffee, coffee wasn't going to win, but I thought for a second he might be a transitional champion for the next person. Um, that could have made a little bit of sense. Um, but what I honestly see, and if I was booking this, I mm. would be putting Pete Dunne versus Walter, WrestleMania weekend, NXT UK takeover. Uh, Walter wins in like seven seconds. I mean, let's make this really count and make it look like he's that good. Um, Someone I think can it read would be my tweets, Wilfred. I well, <laughs> I think it's a I think it's a brilliant idea. Squash victory. He's 100%. he's dominant, and then Pete Dunne to Conrad's point. I think he would be better on SmackDown, and I don't even watch the programming, but I'm pretty sure that Vince and these guys are looking at Pete Dunne and seeing a young William Regal. So I mean, you better put him in that in put him in the main programming now because I think he'll fit really well there, and he has plenty of time to grow. Um, can, can I can I give him a counterpoint to uh, his last point there about? Of course you can. Of course you can, Connor. So now I'm just going to play devil's advocate. Not that I dislike Walter or anything with that seven seconds, but do you think mm-hmm. that Walter is invested enough as a wrestler to? How do I want to put this? Is basically we've heard the rumors of him only wanting to wrestle in Germany, or he wants to only stay in the UK. Why put that much into someone if he's never going to come to America to join your brand? I mean, maybe maybe we're wrong in thinking that, but that's been the rumors. So, no. what, would you? Is it worth it to put it on him? I mean, yeah, it's absolutely worth okay. it. But you do make really good. I think you made really valid points because the discussion, I mean, what he's personally said, what he's publicly said in the past, Walter, is that he wants to stay close to Germany so he can still teach and train. Um, so, yeah, I mean, that's a valid point. But, yeah, you can still give him the title. I, I well, definitely believe you can still I, give him the title. And I'm completely firmly behind that. My point is just saying that was playing devil's advocate. But yeah, I yeah. think that you need to get, find someone who's going to hold up this brand while Pete Dunne's gone. And you, you have a story you're telling with Tyler Bate and Trent Seven that I'm not going to even get into. I think it's a long-term story. But mm-hmm. I, I think he's the guy, in my opinion, to do it. I, I think – I think you're totally right, Conrad. Like with um, with the problem with someone like Volter is that well, there isn't in my mind there isn't a problem because if he's leading up the NXT UK brand, then he doesn't really need to be in the US. Um, and him, he has he said that he's not averse to taking a flight over there every now and then, but he doesn't want to be there on the road for like two hundred days straight. So I could see him appearing at NXT takeover as champ and yeah just going in and squashing someone within the normal NXT roster as well um, and him being that that standard bearer for well this was NXT UK but now this is NXT UK I heard um on the NXT UK TV programs they're looking at making a stable called the European Union I thought that was quite funny <laughs> and like I'd love Volta to come in and like be head of the European Union and like, you know, 
everything's Brexit, everything's Brexit with him, and he just doesn't care. I'd love to see him as a heel. Um, and it's it's hard for someone like a like a Walter to say he's going to be there to lead the brand, but I can I can see him wanting to be there. I can see him wanting to be within the within the Europe area and head up that European side because from what I've been reading, it seems that a lot of the um, of the French indie scene, for example, is terrible. And there's places in like Portugal and Spain where the indie scene is absolutely shocking. If you could have like, I guess, a central hub to kind of filter all these people into, it might help wrestling as a whole, but you know, we know Vince and he's probably doing some shenanigans in the background. So um, he is just sucking up all the talent. But uh, that's, I would like to say now for, for for the whole show, so as a general, we'll start with Wolfred as the whole show, even though you haven't seen the Tony Storm match yet. Um, I do my ratings on a five star. Go for whatever your ratings were. What would you rate that out of your rating scale? The the whole show? The, the show as a whole. So without as seeing a whole, any matches um, particularly, yeah. Yeah. Um, gosh, well, without seeing the Tony Storm, which I'm very happy with her being uh, Victor, uh, I, I also saw a tweet that... Uh, you know, oh, they wanted to have made this decision if not for the leaks. And I almost wanted to quote retweet them and just shame them publicly, but I, I decided not to. So um, mm-hmm. that doesn't matter. I think she's deserving of it. And that's, yeah, it is ridiculous. Um, but I thought I'd mention it because it's uh, 2019, people are still idiots. So, anyways, uh, as a grade for the whole show, I would, without seeing the Tony Storm match and part of the Eddie Dennis, but Eddie Dennis kind of sucks. Um, yeah. Out of your five stars, I'd probably say like 4.25. Nice. Decimalization, I like it. Um, it was very good. 4. Very good. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, and um, um, Omega Luke, we'll go to you next. What, what would you say are your ratings? It doesn't have to be out of five stars, but whatever you'd roughly give the whole show as a whole. Well, first of all, I want to say I really hope Eddie Dennis doesn't listen to this because he's <laughs> <laughs> been slagged off a lot tonight. Um, What's he going to do? <laughs> yeah. What's he going to do? do? <laughs> Hit us with his shorts. Um, yeah, we'll be comrade and safe. <laughs> yeah. I also go with like a Dave Meltzer five-star thing. Um, I would go for a four-star in total. I think the the melt the, the Meltzer, the Mastiff um, Eddie Dennis and the, the couple of botches from... Joe Coffey just sort of took took a little bit off for me, and I, I'm I'm happy with a four. If someone said to me before um, takeover actually happened, you're going to give NXT UK takeover a four out of five, I'd have snapped the hand off. So I'm really happy with how it ended. Cool. And Conrad, last up, what would you give this out of your? Um, well, sorry, what was your your scale? You did tell me, and I've just forgotten. I, I actually do school grades. Um, school grades. Sorry, sorry. Bad. Uh, I think it's easier to state, and I think the star rating system kind of belongs to Dave Meltzer and the whole um, – I almost said a very bad word on your show here um, – the whole jockeying <laughs> of people sometimes with the seven stars. I can't deal with that. That's yeah. – like, dude, it's five or none, dude. Don't get like that. Um, but I gave this overall show a B plus, and if I ran through my matches, so on my review, hopefully this doesn't stop people from still checking it out. 
This uh, is why. Grade of an A minus for the first match for the tag title match. I said Travis Banks, Jordan Devlin, Finn Balor, Bait and Switch was a B minus. I gave the Eddie Dennis, uh, Dave Mastiff, and let me say something about Eddie Dennis real quick. He has still <laughs> earned my time to watch him, but he he needs to show me something, man, because they did all these vignettes for the dude, and he comes out in these shorts. He needs to show me something. <laughs> I don't know. I just need to see more. So I'm not writing him off yet, but I need to see more. I gave that a C plus, which was better than what I thought it was going to be. Yeah. Um, we had some great talent shown in the crowd. We had the women's title match. I gave it a B plus. In the UK Championship, I actually gave an A to. I thought it was a really good match. And like you said, um, Omega, all the stuff that went wrong, they kind of made it work. And I liked the ending, and Pete Dunne really made it work. And I felt Kofi, Joe Kofi was, like, nervous because this is the first time I've seen him in the big main event match on the big show. And I felt, like, some nervousness from him throughout the match when he did have those botches in there. But uh, I gave it overall show grade of a B plus. But and it feels different too, um, because my audience, some of the people did not like this show. They were like, "Oh, I thought this was going to be something more than that." And I had to try to explain to them that UK wrestling is a little bit different, and the style is different. And a lot of people don't understand that. You're getting like mixtures of styles, and I appreciate that. I like that it's brawling mixed with actual wrestling. Someone in the, on the UK show could lose with a basic move. Sorry mm. that it's not a finisher in WWE and people are going to kick out of it, but that's the type of style I think that is appreciated more in the UK. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe Omega and uh, Fowl can contribute to that, but that's how I see it from my standpoint. I, and you too. Any, anybody who wants to contribute to that? I'd love to talk about that at length at another point. Yeah, the differences between the perception of wrestling between the UK and the US, especially in a mainstream situation, um, because. Like, the one thing that I saw on Twitter, which is the whole, like, this is on at 2 p.m. in the afternoon. I can watch this. Like, this isn't on at 4, 4.30 in the morning. For me, I'm able to watch it at a regular time. Um, if it's Japan, Japanese wrestling, I still just got to wake up a little bit earlier. But for you guys, it must be, like, an absolute joy in the U.S. to be able to watch a show at a reasonable hour. Um, I mean, it's flipped for all of those depending on what you, where you are and the time. Like I, so I watch WWE, but when I'm watching with people from Europe and stuff, I'm like, it sucks for them right now. And when I'm watching New Japan, they know, oh, it sucks for this kid. My sleep was thrown off for a week because of Wrestle Kingdom, but it was worth it, though, to me. I had fun yeah. watching the show. And I, and I mean, like, I'll just, I'll say this, I will pass this to Mega Luke, but, you know, we've had to stay up till stupid o'clock in the morning to watch the goddamn wrestling before, so everyone else can do that now. It's their fault. I don't care. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Um, I think it's even worse. Like when I used to stay up and watch a UFC on a Saturday night, which the main card didn't start till three, and then on the Sunday night stay up till one to watch a pay per view, and then have to try and get back to work on the Monday morning. That was a struggle. I must admit. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I used to. Um, I think the worst thing that ever happened to the UK was getting Raw live on a Monday because uh, yeah. that was it that was it then you weren't you weren't going to be fine till at least Thursday but um, I am now going to very quickly go through some of um, the questions that we've got in here from our regular audience so um, we've got um, Brian Walsh who's a big fan of the show um, and he, he popped a few things in here which I wanted to actually very quickly talk about which is Brian asked did and I see that you guys have like in, got involved in the chat but do you do we think Triple H book tonight show just very quick yay or nay I think so yeah 
Yeah, that's a nice yeah. So, yeah. Yay from EPW as well. Yay from EPW. What about you, Wilfred? Yeah, like I mentioned in the chat, he probably had the last call. Um, and the the weight was heavily in his favor, but I'm sure he had help with uh, some other producers. It's a very team oriented kind of deal, um, I believe, in NXT, but I don't know for sure. Obviously, it's like his baby, really, in NXT, and, and especially NXT UK. Um, it's sort of he mm-hmm. wanted it more than anyone at WWE. He wanted yeah. It to so happen. what what he says is going to weigh more, but I think it's a collaboration mm-hmm. with some, some other guys too, but mostly him. Yeah. Okay, and we're also going to go to um, Brian saying Walter will be a juggernaut, and he can do anything. Um, and Brian, I, I obviously you can see you guys see this in the chat, but Brian agreeing with the seven-second squash match, um, and how Spain are developing a great rave of wrestlers. Um, and who else? Uh, definitely has great matches. Try progress in North Wrestling. Um, do you guys think NXT? You actually, this is from. EPW, and I think we'll leave on this question then. Um, do you think NXT UK will last long term, or is it diluting the NXT brand? And I'm going to go to Omega Luke on this one first. Actually, no, I'm going to go to Conrad first on this one because he asked the question. Um, I am 50 50 on this. I felt that, so I said this in my preview as well. When it came to this show, this show had to deliver for um, anybody. Who could possibly like care about that? Do you, do you know what I mean? Like, I, I don't know how. There's a lot of people I know who skip over this. It's kind of like the 205 Live of NXT. People are like, it's mm-hmm. there. I know they put on good matches, but I'm not going to watch. And I don't know how you can force someone to watch that brand and want to do it. So I felt they needed to have a good show, but I am worried now with a lot of these other companies that. Things are going to be absorbed eventually. Um, like I fear for Impact Wrestling, mm. I fear for Lucha Underground, I fear yeah. for uh, NXT UK because I think eventually they're just going to get absorbed and they're going to just say we're going to make NXT two hours and UK guys either you come over here, or you stay over here, and it's over for you. You decide what you want to do, and I think do only you, some of them are going to come over and take that chance. I, I'm just fearful that that it? could happen. Do you think we'd see an NXT Latin America take over Lucha Underground? Um, here's my problem. I think that they're trying to do like NXT Germany, I heard. And I'm like, is NXT trying to take over the indies so that way they have all of these places and they can keep the guys there? Or is this so that they can take the talent and bring them to WWE eventually? It's it's a weird thing where they're at right now. And I don't see the long-term goal of it with all of wrestling being attached to WWE. I don't think people want that. So I, I don't know, but I think... AEW and all this stuff's gonna there's gonna be a talent rate eventually and I, I don't want to get on this too deep and fall down the rabbit hole but AEW wanting to partner with all these other places they know what's gonna happen why would you buy Impact Wrestling when if you're AEW you could just steal all their talent just by showing up and saying dude this is what we got oh hey we got a major television deal in the works possibly too Hey, Phoenix, Pentagon, do you guys want to stay over here? Hell no. I'm going over here with Cody. What's happening, bro? How much money you got? Oh, you guys got contracts? Oh, let's talk. And Impact's just going to fade away. You know what I mean? Why buy it? You don't have to. And then Vince can go take the tape library, waste his money on that, and AEW's got all the talent. 
and they're building their own library as they speak. It's, it's just a weird thing to see in wrestling. I just think that some of these places are diluting themselves and they're going to hurt themselves in the long run. And then we're going to see all these formations happen and it's going to change. What do you guys think of it though? That's why I asked the question truthfully. Yeah. It's a very good question. Uh, let's take it to Wolford first, actually. Uh, yeah. So uh, I, I, I see where you're coming from Conrad, but I, I think that there's an incredible amount of talent and I, I don't fear for dilution. I think it's a little exaggerated, but that's also coming from somebody who doesn't watch WWE on the regular. So take that with a grain of salt. Um, but I don't think that it's going to be diluted. I think that the smartest thing that WWE will do all year for the entire calendar year of 2019 is open that UK Performance Center because they're putting their roots down in the UK. And you say Latin America, absolutely, because when you look back a couple of years ago – uh, when Triple H was doing that NXT uh, press conference or whatever it was, he showed that map where he had NXT literally everywhere. And I'm yeah. pretty sure they're going to try to plant their roots down in all the hot spots all over the world. And um, I think it's going to be a really long time for them to actually pull something like that off. Ooh, and I don't think it's going to be sec- – I, I don't think that's going to – um, uh, I don't think that's going to be uh, easy to do to take over the world. I think that uh, the UK, is that's huge because that's a hotbed of wrestling and it's always been. Um, but uh, I'm not really super fearful for a world takeover at all, um, actually. Um, I think they'll need a long time before they can pull something like that off. And with new players in the game like AEW, I think that's going to slow them down considerably. And I do think the NXT UK thing is going to be there for for quite a while. Okay. Um, Luke, what, what do you think about this? Do you think NXT UK is going to last for a long term or are they just shooting themselves in the foot? I, I feel like I do now. I think the, the whole NXT UK was sort of a guinea pig. They, they, they know NXT US is a stable brand and it's probably the best that WWE have. And I think the NXT UK... Um, relied on how it performed um, the first lot of TV tapings on the network and how it performed at this takeover. And I think they are massively um, shocked at the response from the UK crowd. And, and, you know, obviously you see that crowd tonight, how loud they were. You don't see that on Raw or SmackDown when Raw or SmackDown comes to the UK. So, I think they will see it as a big success. They'll go with it. They'll pump more money into it. We've seen the performance center that they opened up in the UK. That's great news um, for the UK brand as well. Not only for NXT, but for all the companies in the UK. Because like having just a performance center doesn't mean that those guys are going to be exclusive to WWE. Because we've seen it um, in America. People who use the performance center are, are turning up at Evolve, um, are turning up at PWG before they are ever going to NXT, um, and just you know doing what they do on on the indies as well. So that's going to be a great thing for just Brit wrestling in general, not just. Um, NXT UK, but I, I the the whole world takeover thing. I haven't seen anything about Germany, but I did see something about 
Australia and New Zealand. And I think that may be their next um, port of call because we've seen the likes of Rhea Ripley, Tony Storm, um, obviously Travis Banks. There are so many wrestlers coming out of the Oceanic region right now that they would be silly if they didn't do anything about it. Like They're trying to snap them up already, but we're seeing more and more on the indie scene as well with the likes of TK Cooper, you know, who's criminally not getting used even at Progress. Um, I think they may look to an NXT Australia or NXT Oceanic, whatever they want to call it, in the future. Um, maybe in the next couple of years, that will be their next port of call before they do anything else. Um, and I'll be all for it. More shows on the network. They got their own network. That's the thing. Like they can put yeah. on what they want. They can even put on replays of shows of pay per views that have happened already. People may not tune into it, or they can put on brand new content which they can produce themselves in a random country, snapping up um, other companies' talents and make money from it that way. And also, people are then buying the network from that region. So if they to do an NXT Australia, they're going to see a huge spike in people getting the network in the Oceanic region, just because that's what would happen. It's the same as happened in the UK. Um, it's just clever, really. I, th- I think NXT will be around for a very long time. As much as I do love the fact that AEW is challenging them um, and will be good, I- I've got a lot of confidence about them. Um, and it's, yeah. I think we're in, we're at a point where I, go- I really do think like this year, 2018, sorry, last year was at a point where it was really good. Wrestling was really good. 2019 is like shot to the shot a rocket up in the air because of AEW and how good this takeover was. We're in, we're not even at the peak yet. This is going to get bigger and bigger. I think we're in for a big treat as wrestling fans, my, me personally anyway. Yeah. I mean, we're 12 days into January and in that 12 days, We've had quite a lot of wrestling news. I mean, not all of it great. Like, we've had the Priscilla Kelly situation, which I think is a great spot anyway. But with the Priscilla Kelly situation, we've had AEW be announced. We've had AEW launch. We've had AEW pick up Neville. We're having Neville in these next few days. Like, we've had a match um, at Defiant Wrestling. Neville's been involved already. 2019, the Rumble isn't even here yet. We've got the Worlds Collide show that's going to be starting um, with NXT UK, NXT wrestlers and main roster guys having matches. Um, We've just had an amazing takeover. Rumble is still to come. Rumble's the 27th of January. Um, We had the pop-up NWA event. There's been so much going on. That's what I mean. Wrestle Kingdom, New Year's Dash. I had totally forgotten about this month in 12 days. I think we've had this about like three to four months worth of really good wrestling, which yeah. last year there wasn't that range. Um, and yeah, it's uh, it's great. It's great. Anyway, on that note, um, I could chat forever. So I'm going to... Um, I'm going to wrap this all up and I'm going to let you guys leave with your plugs. So let's start with EPW. Conrad, as you had me so lovingly on your show before, please, you have 20, 30 seconds to tell the world what you want. Uh, my name is Conrad Cushman. I am the host of Everything Pro Wrestling. Everything Pro Wrestling is a show by the fans, for the fans. That's why I love talking with these guys right here. Uh, make sure you support all of them as well. Uh, you can check me out. I have a podcast on Anchor, anchor.fm slash EPW, and you can go to Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, TuneIn. There's so many options. Whatever you use to listen to podcasts, I'm on there. 
Uh, also, check me out on YouTube. I have reached my 250 subscriber mark, so let's. I'm on the road to 500. So let's get right there. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Uh, make sure you guys subscribe to the channel, and I have Facebook groups. Uh, just search everything pro wrestling. I have over a thousand likes on my official page, and I have a group with 222 members. If you guys like to join in there, feel free. Uh, that could be another place to plug some of your stuff. Just don't overshadow mine. No, I'm kidding. Uh, <laughs> but if you guys want to join, feel free. Uh, there's lots of good wrestling talk in there. Sometimes it gets a little heated, but it's all in good fun. Um, and like I said, support these guys as well, though. Thank you for having me on. I appreciate it, Fal. You are totally welcome. Thank you, EPW, for showing up, showing up all the time anyway. Like, I think you said before that you weren't totally comfortable with coming into other people's shows but you know what it's totally appreciated when i see one of your guys names in my chat um, i feel a little tingly inside so let's nip on to um, next up omega luke thanks for starting the show with me 30 seconds plug away yeah well first of all thank you very much for having me on foul and um EPW, that's it's our first time. I hopefully it won't be our last. Wilfred, I see you all the time, so I'll probably see you again. Um, but yeah, I'm on Twitter at Omega underscore Luke. Um, I'm really getting into YouTube now. I started a few YouTube videos. Uh, my Darby Allen interview, which was actually with face cams, went a little bit viral this week. So um, check out why he talks about Priscilla Kelly incident, which is his wife, the tampon incident. Uh, he goes a little bit shooty on that on certain names. I won't give too much away. Um, but podcast wise, I'm on all sort of forms of podcasts. I do interviews, fantasy booking, uh, lots of different good discussions and um, yeah just interact with me I'm, I like interacting with the wrestling community so um, speak to me and I, I, I will definitely chat to you about wrestling but thank you very much um, just before Omega Luke goes as well he does do a Friday follow train every week um, it's home of the well, not home of the Friday follow train come on I'll be doing follow trains before you guys move on Twitter but like that sounded really really pretentious there. but <laughs> Uh, Mega Luke's one is actually he spends time on his other than does his in like 10 minutes like I do so um, I I really like his follow trades um, and there's quite a lot of great um, people out there that are involved within that follow train so if you follow him on Twitter um, keep an eye out on a Friday where you can get yourself a chance to find like-minded people within the wrestling community that follow him retweet and like that stuff out I thought I'd actually pop that in um, and I oh, appreciate that. You're totally welcome. Follow follow Friday crew. I know that. Now, last up, this guy in the middle here, Mr. Wilfred watches. You got thirty seconds. Dazzle me. <laughs> Dazzle you. <laughs> I literally become pretentious at the end of this show. No, no. Um, just just follow me on Twitter at Wilfred Watches. We'll give you all the details about upcoming shows and ways to support the show. Um, that's it, man. I give the, the time over to you, brother. Thank you for having me. No, thank you. Again, this is uh, this is a great night because I've been trying to get involved non-sexually. Trying to get involved with these guys for some time um, and to get them all <laughs> in one place. Uh, it's... Uh... <laughs> It's great. Um, and no, it's really fun to have this kind of roundtable discussion about stuff like this. I will be doing these on a regular basis. Um, I did reach out to a few other people that I thought might like to be involved in it. Um, they weren't available. That's fine. Um, I'll probably do another one of these maybe after the rumble, uh, depending on how destroyed I am. But um, I'll probably end up actually doing one after NXT TakeOver 
US Phoenix. Um, so keep an eye out for that, and I'll make it a little less on the in the middle because I had the decision at about a half an hour into the show. You know what? I'm going to attempt to do this. Um, luckily, I work in IT, so the computer didn't break. Um, and yes, thank you very much, Brian, for hanging out. Um, I just want to say that, as I said, I am available. Hashtag bookfowl for everything. Um, I'll, e I'll even just come and like do your laundry if you want. Like I won't do much, but I'll do yours. Uh, and <laughs> seriously, but yeah, thank you all for a great night. Um, I'm just gonna I'm gonna keep you guys in the background, but I'm just gonna switch you back to this so that you can see my face and you can hear their voices. Um, I will be doing some more, um, some more of the produced content. I'm not going to look yet. Actually, you know what? Let me look at. I reckon that we're at a thousand subscribers now. I reckon we are. I haven't looked. Yeah, I haven't looked at all. But you see this number down here. This number's wrong. Five. Oh my god. We're on nine hundred ninety-nine. This is ridiculous. God damn it. <laughs> Do you know what I'm going to do? I don't think I'm subscribed on my personal one. Let me have a look. We, we're going to do this. We're going to do this. Well, either way, we've got very... And no, there you go, very welcome. I have subscribed on my personal account. Let's have a look. Let's have a look. Uh, refresh it. As the business... As the <gasps> I will start taking my 10% cut of any money that you get now. Uh, <laughs> yeah, now I want to be on your show. Now, <laughs> now you all want to be on the show. Thank you for subscribing to the channel. We have broken a thousand subscribers tonight. It is uh, it is a joyous day. It is a joyous day. I'm gonna go and uh, not cry into a pillow tonight. I'm gonna go and laugh into a pillow. So um, this has been a foul look. <laughs> This has been a foul original. I'll get you back into focus. This has been a foul original. Thank you very much tonight. And I'll pop you guys in the description. But thank you to Omega Loot Wrestling for joining us tonight. Thank you to Conrad Cushman from. I'm gonna. Oh, I hope I get that right. Conrad from EPW, and also thank you to Wilfred from Wilfred Watches Podcast. We've done it. We've done it. I could die a happy man, and I haven't got much time left. So this has been a foul original. Thanks for watching. See you next time. I'll keep you guys on the call, um, and we will end this stream. But. Uh, have yourselves a great day. Uh, if I could figure out how to end this. Um, if you guys want to say goodbye while I try to end it, that's great. Goodbye, everyone. Thank Peace. you for listening. Goodbye forever. <laughs> goodbye forever, everybody. <laughs> how do I end this now? No, I'm too excited for ending. Oh, wait, wait, wait a second. I'm on the wrong computer. That's why I go to this computer. Um, but yeah, thank you, thank you everyone, Brian. Thank you for always being, uh, thank you for always being around. It's always fun. Um, Brian Walsh is a big fan of um, independent wrestling, and he sees a lot of it. Actually, an absolute amazing amount of it. His knowledge is quite extensive. So on that note, anyway, enough, enough fluffing everyone else. Let's end this show. And uh, this has been Fire Original. Thanks for watching. I will see you tomorrow for the weekly wrestling recap, where we'll talk about stuff. Bye. Thanks for listening to the show, and if you'd like to hear more, then feel free to follow me here on the podcast ways. Also, you can check me out on youtube.com slash foulOriginalWrestling for the weekly wrestling recap, which happens every Wednesday and Sunday live on YouTube, 8pm GMT. This has been a Foul Original Podcast. Thanks for listening. Hear you next time.